Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in Chicago. And me, Katie, here in my car in Los Angeles. <laughs> You're in your car? Yeah. What are you doing in your car? <laughs> okay, so I had a car appointment today. Yes. And I was driving to go leave for it, and I immediately got a flat tire. <laughs> and so <laughs> then I had to go, like, call a guy to go take care of that and make an appointment. And now I'm between... Uh, <laughs> Making, having, putting the spare on my car oh. and getting a new tire. Oh, what the fuck? So I'm in my car. God damn it, man. LA, LA is like where cars go to die. Pretty much. My poor, I never got a flat tire. Uh, but since moving to Los Angeles, I've gotten two in the span of one year. In the time I was there, um, driving made me uh, not only angry, but also sad. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> a lot of I just sat a lot <laughs> in the car, <laughs> um, and you know, La La Land made it seem so fun to be in a traffic jam. Uh, I know. And then I got there, and I was like, "Oh, this place is a is a hellscape." Uh, yeah, where are all the girls in sundresses and sneakers? <laughs> oh, I fuck if I know. Uh, Katie, before we start, I want to plug something. If that's okay. Yes. Oh my gosh, cool. I was going to actually see if I could get you to do this because okay. this is a romantic movie and you're the man that knows romance. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about all that, but uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I, um, I am a writer and uh, I direct at times. And uh, me and my friend Marissa Lesman have a production company called BBF Productions. And we're gearing up to shoot my first feature. Uh, I, I wrote a movie, uh, a script called Break. It's a uh, a love. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. It's a love story that takes place over the span of a summer, uh, set in my hometown of Canton, Illinois, which has only got about fifteen thousand people. It's very small. It's very Illinois. It's very rural, and it's a place I feel like we don't see in film enough. And I want to see my world depicted on screen. And uh, I've got a great cast. I've got a lot of really um, great people helping out with it. And. I could always use more help. Uh, so the thing about shooting movies is you need money. And that is something I don't have a lot of. And I'm sort of just like holding my hand out to the world uh, and saying like, hey, can I have some of your money? <laughs> uh, I set up a GoFundMe account uh, to help, um, you know, pay my actors, feed them, uh, get me some, just help us get a little bit more equipment so we can make the movie look as pretty as possible. That being said, we're still going to be on a shoestring budget. This movie is going to be as independent film as it gets. So if you want to support me, if you like the show, if you give a fuck about me, <laughs> uh, and if you want to um, see some of uh, some of what I've been talking about, we have a GoFundMe. It's, uh, for the, it's called Break, a feature film on GoFundMe. You can find it on my Facebook, at Luke Taylor. You can find it on the BBF Productions Facebook. Um and you can also see some of our other work if you want a little bit of proof of our concept. Uh, we just recently made a short film. Me and my friend Marissa wrote and directed a short film called Close. Uh, I liked it. Uh, and we also have another one called Captain's Chair. Uh, it's very Star Trek-y, uh, which we co-directed. So I would love any support anybody could offer. I would absolutely appreciate it. I'll put your name in the credits. I'll give you a shoulder massage. Uh, basically, you know, 
any anything you can do would be amazing because I want to make this movie. Excellent point, sir. That uh, was awesome. Oh, thank you. It was off the top of my head. So that's how good of a fucking writer I am, listener. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, good stuff. I really love Break. I I can't stress that enough. It's really something special. So. I wish you all the luck and the hope and support. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man. It's just it's just high school angst. It's love. It's roller rinks. It's getting drunk and stoned. <laughs> just all the things that it's make... It's pickle sickles. It is pickle sickles. All the things mm-hmm. that make life worth living. <laughs> that, that shameless plug uh, out of the way now. What are we talking about this week, Katie? This week we're talking about high school musical. Not one, not three... But two. Oh, God. I'm not going to stop. That's who I am. <laughs> oh. It, it is a movie. God damn it. Um, yeah, I think we would be remiss if we didn't sort of just uh, kind of highlight what it was like to be our age in, like, 07 when this was coming out. Uh, the height of high school musical uh, fever uh, was... I mean, it can't be overstated. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. what was it like for you? Okay. So, like with the Twilight episode, I yeah. am going to talk about how I was such a hater. Because I truly, truly was. Me too. I, um, I remember when the first one came out, my old man got me the CD for my birthday. <laughs> and I had, like, an episode about it because I was like, you don't even know me. But, like, the <laughs> poor man was so just shitty. like... nerd and like this is the, the thing that's big that's a musical so yeah, like big why don't you like it and I, I just had like a 13 14 year old fit about it and um and I didn't understand until years later how wrong I was because these movies are absolutely incredible oh like there's yeah. there's just it, it has an incredible amount of heart yep and like these people just work so hard on it and also I feel like Zac Efron really earned his fame because I mean you can say what you want about like how cheesy and doofy these movies are which they totally are but like he worked a thousand and ten percent in these movies especially in this one when he's like working overtime prancing and yelling I thought we'd get to it later but if we're on Efron right now I wrote a fair amount about Efron in my notes because (laughs) I am uh I champion this dude I like to Mm -hmm. to there are, I think, 90% of the time, if you're Troy Bolton in High School Musical and you're, it's a Disney Channel original movie and that's your thing, you get pigeonholed as that forever and then you do nothing ever again. This guy is unbelievable. He's a to- First of all, he's a total goof. Like, mm-hmm. like the way he's given it is all in this movie and he just doesn't care. Like he's, uh, he really leaned into like the cheesiness of it all, uh, especially in High School Musical too. But the thing is like, you know, He's just a goon, but not everybody could grow out of this role. Like, and this dude fucking did. Like, uh, I remember, I remember, uh, on the heels of this, when we got a little further on. Do you ever see Liberal Arts, the movie Ted Schmosby made from How I Met Mother? Yes. Uh, uh, it's an it's an alright movie. It doesn't age great. Um, but Zac Efron has a small role in it, uh, and it was kind of the first time where I'd seen him like get to be a, a different character, other than like what we'd seen. Uh, everybody just kind of knew, oh, Zac Efron, and he was like the you know the teen beat fucking poster child, like just the hottie, and he got to be kind of like reserved and kind of like chill and sweet, and like I was like, oh my god, this guy's kind of got chops. I kind of am obsessed with him right now. And then you know we get to a world where like Neighbors, and I think it was like 2014, and. Mm-hmm. 
you know, say what you will about Neighbors, I think that's one of the funniest studio comedies I've seen in the past few years. I, I love Neighbors. Neighbors. I remember walking out of it and turning to my friend and being like, I can't believe how good that was. And in a movie it's where... surprised us both. Right. And in a movie where you have, like, Dave Franco, you have Seth Rogen in the lead, you have uh, Rose Byrne, you have all these funny, 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 funny people. Zac Efron is the funniest person in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm, like, definitely. he steals it away from everybody. And, like, you know, on top of all that, like... He's just gorgeous. <laughs> like yeah. I think like in I think like in neighbors like Seth Rogen's like he looks like he looks like something a gay guy created in a laboratory. <laughs> like <laughs> he's just like he's like the handsomest guy on earth. Like I want to I want to touch his abs, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, he really did. That was like the, it's a very interesting post Disney thing that happens to these like uh celebs. Uh, the post Disney thing for girls is to try and be as sexual as humanly possible. Actually yeah. both of them. Yeah. So as sexual as humanly possible. But with girls, it's very much like the I like both of them want to be like I have a lot of sex, and for guys, they the, the way their trajectory is by getting just the abbiest abs. Oh, and they are intense. They are quite abby. Nick Jonas, man. Nick Jonas as well. Oh yeah, I was like wondering who you were talking about. I'm like, oh yeah. See, Jonas Brothers I was like that was right on. I was out. I was kind of out of Disney by the time Jonas Brothers were a thing. Well, out of Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. I'm Disney forever, motherfucker. But, uh, <laughs> No, but I, I just, I can't say enough about him. And I, and honestly, like, I'm going to call this on episode 12 of Bad Movie Brunch for now and ever so we can go back to it one day when I'm right. Don't rule this guy out to pull, like, a gosling in, like, in 10 years from now, win an Oscar or something. Like, he absolutely has the work ethic and the talent to do so, you know? And gosling was the same way. He was a, well, I mean, a much younger, it was a Disney kid. He was one of those Mouseketeers, right? Mm-hmm. He was, like, Timberlake, just like Britney Spears. But that dude is... uh you know the on top of the world in the in the in the acting game right now and he you know he got he scored an oscar for la la land he's consistently uh putting out great performance he'll probably score an oscar for first man if if I, if efron ends up going down that road lately he's kind of been in like the he he's sort of been in that comedy route with like bad grandpa and baywatch and all this other stuff but i truly think given the right uh storm this guy has the juice like he's good absolutely like you He's not a lazy guy. No, and not at all. You definitely get that feeling from watching him in movies that he, like, absorbs the character and then just puts out whatever he's got going on. He's good, man. He's funny. Um, yeah. But to, to, get, to, to, get back, to give my background on, a, on, a, on HSM, um, I also was uh, uh, in the hater camp, similar to Twilight. This, mm-hmm. is, a, this is a very Twilight adjacent episode because it was kind of the same exact. Well, it was actually before, though. Because I remember uh, this was hot when I was in middle school, um, the first one, and I was like, "What? Shut up!" Like I was like, "This looks." Yeah, the- exactly. I was like, "This is annoying as fuck." <laughs> like you know what I mean? And I was like, mm-hmm. "That was like peak, maybe not peak broiness, but certainly on the trajectory toward uh, peak broiness for me." I was like a three sport athlete. I was like playing like football, wrestling, and baseball like every year. I was like all. I was just like you know. I was just all a fucking testosterone and, you know, even though I was in middle school, like my balls hadn't even dropped yet. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm never watching this. And then I remember being on Christmas break, uh, kind of uh, when this movie was uh, in the shit, but before the second one. So it must have been like 06, like seventh or eighth grade. And I was like one in the morning and I was down in my room in the basement and the movie came on and I was like, stupid. And uh, I started actually watching it. And then I was like, oh, my heart. I was like, I was like, this is, uh, this is, I was like the Grinch and my heart grew like three sizes. I was like, this is 
pure and like i like these characters and i get it and he's an athlete too and he wants to be you know cool to his friends but he loves this girl and you know there maybe there's an artist inside of me and like i just like really 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 latched onto it and the concept and like i was just talking with tom on our way up and he's like isn't the first one kind of the same story as greece and i'm like well kind of but you know greece is great too (laughs) so you know what i mean well, that's interesting that you said that because I actually read, and again, this could be totally wrong because I read conflicting stories behind this, but that the uh, original concept for this was written in 1999. Damn. And it was meant to be Grease 3. Oh, God, I'm so glad it's not. Cause... And it was supposed to be like John Tra and like Olivia Newton-John's character's son Ooh. going through all this. Yeah, well. But then I also read that the original script was written in 2004 and that the uh, I wrote down the name of the guy, and I apologize because I'm going to botch his last name. He's not listening. Peter Peter Barsochi, uh, excuse me, Peter Barsochini oh. wrote it for his daughter and named all the characters after his daughter's friend. And his daughter's name is Gabriella. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, and I also it's also it's also very Romeo and Juliet. I mean, uh, what, very uh, much so. I, like so the first one and stuff. And I think the first one. Um, I think that we wouldn't even talk about it in the show because I do think it is just a solid, solid film. It's good. It stands on its I own. Really, yeah, me too. The, the thing that separates that is that that is there's no reason to pick on that movie no. because it's so sweet. It's airtight, and it's just nobody expected it to be good. It had absolutely no ego. For it sure, was just like this is what some guy thought of, and there are these sweet kids coming up, and they're just doing their best, and it's just like. Sure, it's doofy, but like it's it's not like aggressively doofy. It's, well, it's just I, I agree with you. It's pure. And in hindsight, Whereas this one yeah, is just like not. No, no. In hindsight, <laughs> it, that's the thing. Is like uh, the first one is far more sincere than the second one. Uh, for sure. Like it. Uh, it, you know, for all intents and purposes, that was just another Disney Channel original, and they're cranking those movies out like crazy, and they like they're basically made like uh, extended TV shows. Like they get a little bit more of a budget, but you know. That could have been that could have came and went if people didn't love it as much as they did. Like that could have came and went, and like it was the perfect storm of casting all these people that will go on to be stars, and like casting, uh, uh, you know, having the 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 perfect soundtrack and the perfect set and the perfect like you know Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens and Corbin Blue and fucking Megan Trainers in the in there. You know what I mean? Like all these people, mm-hmm. it was just like it's kind of like we talked about Freaks and Geeks last week. It's kind of one of those things where you just like happen to like handpick stars. And uh, there's a world where this doesn't crush, but the fact that it did and the fact that people responded so hard is where you get the $7 million budget to make a sequel a year later. And that's yeah, how we TV. get to... For TV. Yeah. And that's how we get to High School Musical 2. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, so where High School Musical 1 is uh, this very like sort of secluded uh, post-Christmas break movie. They're just like back to school after these guys met and... Uh, it's, you know, like we said, it's like Grease, like Romeo and Juliet. You've seen it. If you're listening to this, you've seen it. And, uh, (laughs) so I don't have to explain it. I don't have to explain myself. Um, but this one is like, yo, we got some money and we got some (laughs) fans. Like, should we just fuck around a little? (laughs) And that's how it feels to me. Uh, cause I feel like the characters don't really, they feel like this movie feels like spoofs of the characters in the first one. Dude. Like, there's, okay, so the way I would describe it is that the first one is, like, the real one. It's 
it's again your pure like the sweet romance the second one is just like oh fuck it's popular we need to cash in on this immediately yeah. oh yeah and then the third one is like oh we have to be like serious and actually make it good because it's like going to theaters yeah third one and i which, go ahead which is why i of course gravitate towards the second one because it is the worst and by that i mean it's the best no because it, there's just something so amazingly doofy like it's the doofiest of them all it's the grand dame of doof it's crazy how doofy it is and it's 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 literally made for this show Mm -hmm, uh like this is this is for us to watch and talk about uh and for uh you know our listeners um even just looking at the poster i just like a wave of nostalgia like 2007 jesus christ was it that was 11 years ago man why is this happening why does uh, like you know what i mean like it's beautiful and it's like how do we follow it up how do we follow up the first one it's like well the kids do love the summer don't they and it's like Mm. well we do let's do it crank it up (laughs) and uh that's kind of where we find ourselves um but do you know what's so crazy about this what's that is that the guy that wrote the first one, uh, Bar Socini, he yeah. wrote the other two as well. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because everybody feels so different in between movies. And maybe that's because he had, like, it, the first script was written in, like, 2004, and then it didn't get made until, like, years later, and yeah. then he had to, like, write a sequel, like, really immediately fast. thereafter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it, it does work. It, it's just that, like, it is fun. To, everybody... It's like, like I said, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like, it doesn't feel like the same writer. It feels like somebody who inherited these characters and was like, well, let's do this now. Kind of like um, mm-hmm. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom came out this year. And uh, I really liked Jurassic World 1. I thought it was tight. And you could tell they worked on it for a long time. Then they had to make the sequel. And none of the characters are at all like they were in the first one. It's just like the same name and the same actors. It's very weird. Or like... Um, uh, I had another example in mind, but I'm also tired, so it's gone. But it's just <laughs> okay. like, like I said, they just feel like caricaturized like versions of themselves in the first one. So it's a little hard to relate to uh, on um on an emotional level. Uh, the stakes don't uh, necessarily they don't carry with me like they do in the first one. Well, yeah, because the first and third ones, like the main thing is that Troy Bolton is a man between two worlds for sure, between sports and theater. That is what those two movies are about. This movie is about, like, but my friends. Like, like it's more like, uh, do you focus on your career path or do you focus on being connected to your roots and yeah, your friends? and your girl. And which yeah, and your girl, of course. And uh, I feel like uh, the, the first and third ones actually are able to do that other thing better, that caught between two worlds yeah. of uh, sports and theater mm-hmm. whereas like the friends and career it, it seems like because this is a disney movie of course it's going to be friends and your girl yeah. like there's really no there's no stakes because we all know how this is going to go down well, yeah where do we go from here it's summertime and the living's easy and like mm-hmm. you already won the girl you've already united the the realms with uh, the the jocks and the theater kids <laughs> are friends now you know what i mean it's like what do we do from yeah. here we got all this money and it's like uh, let's just be really weird. And like, so, and for that, I thank them because I do love that aspect of it. And, but it, it, it has to be watched through that lens. And I remember even when I saw it for the first time and I was stoked for it, me and my sister, we ordered up a za and like, uh, watched it. <laughs> I was like August, it was like August, uh, 07. And I remember even watching it then and I'm like, Oh, this isn't as good as the first one, but it's okay. Oh no. I was like, it's, oh, a, no. it's okay. It, it survives on a different plane. That being said though, I've, I read here some stats. 
So this okay. premiere was seen by a total of over 17.2 million viewers in the U.S., Less. which is almost Good. 10 million more than the first one when it premiered. It's the highest rated Disney Channel movie of all time, as mm-hmm. well as the highest rated basic cable telecast at that time. Like, everybody and their fucking dog was watching High School Musical <laughs> 2 on August 17th, 2007. Like, That's so awesome. Everyone. I didn't see it. I was so late to the party because I was such a goddamn hater. I didn't mm. come out. I didn't come to these movies until the third one. It was already out of theaters. See, I'm kind of like fall off by the third. I saw the third one. I rented it. I didn't go to theater for it. And I was just like, oh God, the third one is amazing. Okay, it's on Netflix, so I'll watch it probably tonight. But I was just like, <laughs> I, was, I remember by the time I got to the third one, I was like, this kind of bums me out. And like, uh, I don't know. It just felt weird. And I don't know. Like for God's sakes, the Troy and Gabrielle just just happen. You guys are together. Just happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm getting sick of this shit. The whole will they, won't they with Ryan Gabriella as a nightmare. The, the thing that I think, again, really speaks to Zac Efron and uh, to Vanessa Hudgens is that even though everything they're doing, like, there's that breakup song. Of course, they have to break up during this oh, movie because good. we need a downward part for, you know, the art. But um, they are so sincere. Well, like, they they mm-hmm. drop the facade, and yep. it's, it's still goofy. It's still yep. really dumb. But, like, oh, they're as they're right. just singing these really wonky really cheesetastic lyrics at some point zach efron as vanessa hudgens is belting just puts his arms around her very tenderly mm-hmm. and it's like a shockingly like nice moment in a movie that's just bright sky blue well, the entire time just the most bluest movie i've ever seen they, they they were together at the time uh i believe i'm pretty sure they were dating irl um, i always thought that was like a publicity stunt by Hollywood. Oh, like I never, I never believed that they were actually dating. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know, but I thought that was the, the case. Um, the subtext. I, I thought so. I thought it helped. I thought it informed their uh, performances even more. Because um, mm-hmm. you're right. It like, may have been. Every almost but... nearly every line of dialogue makes me cringe in this yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's uh, bad. But fuck it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, and so. This movie does a thing where um, it's like, well, where do we go from here? Like, well, what can we do? We got money now. We didn't really have money in the first one. Uh, so it, there are areas they do improve upon the first one, and it's not in story. But the choreography no. is fucking crazy in this one. Yeah, shout uh, out to Kenny Ortega. Like, for real, it's nuts. And they also were like, let's go to a, a country club with, like, breathtaking views of, like, mountains and, like, stuff like that. So it's like... On a base level, and whatever camera, like whatever, whoever's shooting this one compared to the first one is like a cinematographer. Like they, it is a pretty pretty movie uh, in terms of what they can do. I mean, it. I don't think any Disney Channel movie before or after will ever touch how gorgeous this film looks in terms of like mm-hmm. you know just filmness. You know what I'm saying? But so you get sure that is beautiful when Zac Efron prances in that field. Oh God, that oh my God, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> so to generally like to kind of just sum up this plot, it's like we start back out. We start the movie again at familiar at East High, and we're in Miss Darbus's class, um, and it's pretty rad. But it's like uh, the whole premise is well, Gabri Sharpay. Uh, as per, as portrayed by Ashley Tisdale and her brother Ryan, as portrayed by Lucas Grabiel. I have a lot to say about him later. Um, I do as well. God, I love him. Um, so good. 
He's very good. Uh, they are, you know, going to go to their country club like they do every summer and do their talent show and, you know, be annoying like they are, except for Ryan. Mm-hmm. Is, Ryan's great. Um, but uh, and then, you know, Tro- uh, Troy wants to spend time with Gabriella, but everybody's got to get a summer job. And it just happens to work that way where Sharpay is trying to, like always, get Troy from Gabriella. So she's like, hey, set up the thing to have him come work at the country club. And he's like, only if I can bring my bros. And so, like, East High invades this bougie-ass country club in, like, in like the beautiful California, like, hills or whatever. And uh, uh, it's, like, all of your favorite characters, all your favorite theater people uh, from the first one um, all of a sudden work at this country club. And uh, it's kind of a smart way to get everybody in one location for the most part. Uh, and it's it, it, like in that regard, it is pretty clever. Like, like where, what, how can we do this? Like, let's go somewhere interesting to look at and we make sure everybody's there, but this is the summer movie and it's going to be bright and shiny and blue and pretty. Um, so I, I do like that. I don't know how you feel. I think that the, cause the thing, I, I didn't mention this, but like before I was really into Victor Frankenstein, High School Musical 2 was my Victor Frankenstein. It was nice. my The Room. It was the bad movie of my friend group of choice back in the day, back in actual high school. Right. And we would just rip on this movie for being as blue as it is. But you're right. It, it is a kind of nice aesthetic. It's just oh, so it's lovely. bright. It's lovely. If you can ignore all the horrible all the horrible uh, dialogue and everything, single thing else it's like people and it sure looks good the acting with one another is very plastic in this uh the only Mm -hmm. the only thing i think that ever lands uh in terms like like you said there's some times between troy and gabriella that land and feel real but other than that it's very fake but then also i will give it to uh corbin blue um because his friendship with troy like those those guys have a very very nice rapport on screen corbin blue and zach efron i i really do Mm -hmm. buy it and like he knows it's cheesy but like I just think it works for Corbin Blue more than anybody else in the movie that he can just get away with saying anything, and I'm like, shit, you're good, man. Yeah, like, I'm like, I got he's you. Very aware of what kind of movie he's in. He knows what's up. I did you? I read about because um, I, you know, I was reading an article about the 10 year anniversary when that happened, and he was talking about how he was actually more nervous about the basketball scenes because he was he's a song and dance man he never did sure. sports sure so he was just apparently like carrying around a basketball like all the time to try to get into character and even slept with it yeah which i think is just incredible and they did it in the movie because he always has the basketball in the movie too which works i wonder if that was like i wonder what came first like i wonder was that in the script and then he always had the basketball or did that did it like that inform the character or something mm-hmm. um do you remember his jump rope movie on disney channel i do i was thinking about that because when he said you never did sports i was like but you were in a jump rope movie and it had was it was the no fuck uh, is this song from this or is it from a high school musical where it was all like push it push it to the limit limit because we're that's in gotta it be that to movie. win it in it to win it oh yeah yeah that's gotta be that jump rope movie <laughs> it was fucking awesome oh <laughs> uh, his hair his hair i know his he's beautiful, awesome beautiful hair that's actually maybe my biggest complaint is that corbin blue didn't break out harder because he's awesome i know i was thinking about that like i wish he was more famous but i think he actually like got a family and oh, like he settled did, down he actually had a life and not this yeah, fo- this faux life. life that we envy <laughs> he's like oh no i just decided to be a person so yeah like, uh, it's okay i don't need to do a jump rope sequel luke but i, I would love to see more of corbin blue if he ever wanted to come back me too 
so generally, you know, what would you say is the main tension of the plot? Like, you, you summed it up. Like, Troy having to decide between, uh, uh, you know, being with his friends and Gabriella or, you know, giving in to Sharpay. And Sharpay is like, I want to steal you for mine, but I'm going to do it in a way where it's like, I can offer you a basketball scholarship to a nice college and I can give you all these things. Come to dinner with daddy and I and like all this other stuff. It's like, it's paper thin, but like, what do you think about it? The thing that I find really fascinating about Sharpay is that she doesn't even really like Troy. No, not at all. Like her whole, her whole thing about him is that she only wants him because of the status that he brings. For sure. And uh, what's really bizarre is that she learned her lesson at the end of the first movie. But yeah. Of course, because you know they they throw the fuck out of that in both of the sequels. Oh, for sure. And like she even like I don't know if she kisses him. Zeke, the guy that bakes the basketball. Zeke player, is in love with her. Yeah, yeah. So it's not fair. He's around, and he's also on the basketball team. So there's a status thing there, and she likes that he bakes. Apparently from that end credit scene of High School Musical 1. Yeah, so, totally. Like, it just makes no sense. Like, really, the only reason that she goes after him is to try to even enhance her already very high status. Like, she thinks because she is on top, or she thinks because he's on top and she's on top, they have to be together. But again, it makes no sense. He doesn't want it. And no. she doesn't even really like him. Like, again, it's it's just a very bizarre, possessive thing that she gets called out on constantly. And Gabriella... Tries to, no, go yeah. ahead. Go, go, go. Oh, no, no, you, please. I'm just saying Gabriella is also just kind of indifferent. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she has so much more to do in the first one. And, like, the, I don't know why this movie became the Sharpay show. Uh, it, I do love Ashley Tisdale. I really do. And I think she's a hell of a performer. But I don't love the character like you know what i mean i'm far more interested in watching troy and gabriella than i am watching troy and sharpay that's interesting because i i actually think one of the most fascinating parts of this movie is sharpay and ryan's whole fallout well, that i give you. you yeah because there's this whole very subtle thing that this movie does where they introduce their parents yeah and it's very clear that ryan connects much better with his mother than he does their father for sure and the father makes these very slight remarks about how it's very obvious that he wishes that ryan was still doing sports because it's revealed that he was a big baseball starter good amazing number yeah and it it, it's just like they have that nice subtlety as well as show that like sharpay's mom doesn't know how to handle her like she doesn't put up with her crap so it's it's very nice because you can see those dynamics so clearly without them hitting you over the head with it. For sure. No, for sure. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like, you know, something they could have done and they didn't. Because uh, I was like, oh, is it going to be this? Because I hadn't watched this in a l- little while. A lot of times when you do people's parents in shows for established like uh, characters like Sharpay, it's just like an older version of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they decided not to do that. You know what I mean? Like, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but, the thing about Sharpay, I mean, like, fundamentally as a character, is she just wants the trophy. She wants the prize, and it doesn't matter. Like, you know, the prize varies from person to person. For uh, Regarding Troy, it's the trophy of having the captain of the basketball team uh, be on her arm, or in terms of the talent show her and Ryan uh, throw uh, at the country club every year, she wants to, you know, win it. She always wins it. Uh, in terms of her parents, she just wants their love. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Ryan, and, yeah. but, like, I think the, the thing is, like, you don't always got to try so hard. Ryan... Mm-hmm is the sweetest guy on earth and just effortlessly like, you know, works his way into like everybody's heart in every, in every friend group. And he just doesn't even have to try. Like, he's just like, as you say, 
the hero of the film. Yeah, maybe the hero of the movie. Because, like, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's great in the first one, but he's especially mm-hmm. great. Let's just get up. Let's go on to Lucas Grabeel. You want to? Yes, Let's please. just talk about him. Okay. This dude is the sweetest fucking guy. Like, he's magnetic. I, I can't look away from him. I love him. I love his face. I love his hats. I love his outfits. They're so colorful and cool. Like, everything he does is just top notch. It's so clear that he just wants to be there. Like, he, like all of them really exude that, but he also really exhibits that, and I think that's so great. And he has an actual arc. Yeah. He, like, decides that he doesn't want to play second banana to Sharpay anymore. Yeah. He actually wants to go hang out with the Wildcats. And also, um, if you would let me, I have a theory about this movie. Oh, great. Yeah, let's do it. And I, I'm apo- I apologize because I've done this to you before, and I don't want to be the girl that cried gay. Oh, like, no, it's okay. You're right. That baseball scene. No, you're right. Can you talk about it? <laughs> yeah, you are. I, upon review, I because I was looking at it with that in mind, and I was yeah. like, I, I could see it go either way, but I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I think, in fact, I think in the third one, they make Ryan straight, and that's a cop-out. Uh, because, you, you know, especially with this baseball scene with Corbin Blue, you, Blue, you set this guy up to be like, a, I mean, like a gay icon and role model. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he can do uh, everything. From what I was reading from, uh, what's Lucas's last name again? Lucas Grabiel. Grabiel. He uh, tried to talk to Kenny Ortega about Ryan in the first movie, and he was like, this guy's gay, right? Super. And Kenny Ortega kind of dodged it because he was like, dude, we're doing Disney. This is Disney and it's Kenny Ortega 06. is also gay. You can't be gay in 06. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um... So, but in Lucas Grable's mind, he's like, but th- we could really do something special here. And I, I don't know if this is how accurate this is, but I did read that he was trying to push for him and Chad to end up together. And if there was ever a slight moment that they were going to do that, it is that Yoop, baseball scene. For sure. It would make sense. Is, make... I want to walk through it just real quickly. Yeah, let's do it. So there's this number right around that. So he decides he doesn't want to be Sharpay's lapdog anymore. And mm-hmm. he's going to try to convince the, uh, Wildcats to do a number together at the talent show against Sharpay. And he wants Chad to be a part of that. But Chad won't do it unless uh, unless Ryan can beat him in baseball. So they have this <laughs> number called, of course, you know, like you do. Yeah, even, and, though, even uh, though Chad's a basketball player, like whatever. Like, God damn it. So they have this, and they never do baseball again in the third movie. So no, it's Jesus. gone. So uh, they have this whole number where there's very little baseball, very high dancing, and he says, I don't dance as he dances. It's, it's really dumb. I know you can. Possibly, I would say, the most flirtatious number of the movie. Sure. Totally. I couldn't agree more. And there's this really, at the very end of it, uh, as, you know, it turns out that Ryan doesn't win, and he's like, all right, that's fine. And but he's he should walking have. away. And then uh, Chad goes, I'm not saying I would dance. But if I did, what would you have me do? And Ryan just smiles, and they just mm. cut away. Like, there's no follow-up to that. They oh. just cut away, and the next time you see them, they're wearing each other's clothes from that scene and eating a hot dog. Whoa. I did not know that. Yeah. That is unreal. Is there, like, Reddit like boards about that scene or something? Like, where do you, did you just discover that yourself? Did you just make it? Yeah, you, as a youth, as a gay youth. Did you break news on Bad Movie Brunch right now? <laughs> Abby Doopy, you listening right now? Do you know, <laughs> do you know about this? 
Oh, fuck, man. That's amazing. I even, like, I know you texted me something about a wardrobe change, but I didn't notice it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, no, hardcore. They're wearing each other's clothes in the next scene. That's very Those weird. Two hooked up in this movie. Well, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, and Corbin I Blues. I feel like that's also possibly because they didn't give Taylor, his girlfriend from the first movies, anything to do in this one. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. It's Nothing. kind of a, it's kind mm-hmm. of a bummer. They're like they kind of fuck everybody over. Like Zeke doesn't get anything really. Um, Megan Trainer gets Poor a little Zeke. little more actually, uh, yeah. which is like interesting. Did you also see Miley Cyrus in the background? Dude, I was looking for her because I always look for her when I watch this movie, and yeah. I always miss her. Do you know why they did that? Because there was a vote, yeah, an online vote of who they would have you cameo. Could, and I did it. Me and my sister used to vote. Like, So they had lots of stuff. You could vote for which Disney star did you want to cameo in it. Like Zach and Cody were up. Miley was up. Probably, I don't know, like a lot of other people. Um, there was like, what do you want? Like, what do you want Miss Darvis's chalkboard to say? What do you want Chad's shirt to be? Uh, like, what do you want Troy to be holding in this scene? And I remember voting on that shit. So it was like a really like... That's why this movie is so weird. It's kind of like a choose. It was like sort of a choose your own adventures. Like you like the first one, cool. Let's fuck around now. And like for that alone, it just like holds a special place in my heart because what other time in history do you get to like kind of like interact with these? You know, what I mean, like what an exciting thing for a kid to like with parental guidance get on you know <laughs> DisneyChannel.com or whatever and uh, get to like sort of pick your poison. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. It's nice. It, it they. They really embraced the love that people had for this movie, totally. the original movie. Totally. And I remember, uh, I remember when I, I was, I was, uh, I go to Disney World. Um, I used to not go that much, but then my sister started doing like internships there, so I got to go a lot more. Uh, but when I didn't go that much, it was only like my second or third time there, and uh, which I mean, to other people that probably sounds so fucking douchey, uh, but. I remember, like, they were really embracing it at the parks, too, because Disney has the Hollywood Studios Park, and they were doing, like, full-on High School Musical 2, uh, like, uh, party parades and stuff, and, like, floats uh, with all the wildcats, and, like, you get your pictures taken. with. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Efron and the peeps, but it was, like, still, like, very talented singers and dancers and actors. Uh, in oh, Canada. man, I would do that tomorrow. It, oh, like, it was that amazing. Like the most fun. It was. It truly was, especially because, like, I was on the High School Musical train at that point, and me and my sister were mm-hmm. just geeking out, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And, uh, just like, I don't, I don't know what we've had since that has had this sort of like, uh, universal, uh, embrace from like, you know, like they, they invented a fandom, you know what I mean? And it's a good fandom to be a part of. It's not shitty. It's not toxic like Star Wars and like other stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, I think a very friendly group. Like I'm, I work, uh, at my job at the, I work at the New Fronted Theater. I work at a movie theater in Chicago. And like w- a couple weeks ago, we got on the on the talk of like uh, High School Musical and High School Musical Two. And I mean, for the next few hours, it was just like just belting these songs. Like you know what I mean? Just like in the lobby of our theater, just like jamming out. And like people love it. Like I've never, I don't, outside of like you know being around like I I don't. I don't know anybody that's just like talk shit about these movies, uh, fan or otherwise. Like I, I don't, I don't really. I, maybe I just have like had my back to it or something. But I feel like anytime High School Musical comes up, it's just smiles and like you know, like eyes light up, and it's like we got to we got to see something really magical. It's true. It's just like it's so much fun, and sometimes you need that because like in a world where it's like constantly bombarding you with terrible news. Sometimes it's nice to have a little escape and be like, yeah, bet on it. Like, you know, we, or 
you know, and come together and enjoy these nice songs with people. At the current state of things right now in our country, in Hollywood, like in the film industry and all this stuff, I think now more than ever in 2018, we need a little high school musical too. We just mm-hmm. do. We just do. I need to see. I need to see Chad and Ryan flirt over a baseball game and like, oh, yes. homoerotically make their way up a, a wooden bat with their, you know what I mean, yes. like with their fists yes. and like, uh, so like you know, I need to see that stuff. I need to just. I need to see. I need to see Efron have his moment where he finally realizes he's been fucking up and he just has a solo where he's just, you know, prancing through the greens of a golf course and a twirl. And then he, you know, and like he's just jamming out the 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 bet on it like sequence. I, I want him to win. I just, I, I don't know how to express this. I wish we could give him an award or something. I will. Because that scene is so incredible. Yep. He's it, the best. It's just, there's just something about it because he's alone and mm-hmm. it somehow doesn't look sad that he's just prancing and like giving it his all a thousand and ten percent. He's just really feeling it. He looks at a reflection in the pool of his oh, own face. We were going to talk. Okay, good. Go, 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 go. <laughs> no, no. It's just, it's clearly like computerized in and it's not how a real reflection would look at all but it's it's so bad it looks fucked lame and yet he sells it he's awesome every time i watch that scene i don't i don't cringe i'm just like yeah zach efron i'm not gonna stop that's who i am dude I literally, I so, so I started this movie, this hour and fifty one minute long Disney Channel original <laughs> so without long. without commercial. So imagine mm-hmm. how long that block was on Disney Channel. But I started it at like midnight last night, which was a mistake. <laughs> I will admit. But I woke up and looked at my phone and I had a text typed out to you going, "Oh, what the fuck? There's a digital reflection of him <laughs> in yeah. in the water." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" Why, God, could you just shoot a reflection? Like, why? You have. Or like, just him, even just looking in the lake. Like, we don't have to see it. It's like, hey, we got $7 million, uh, and six of it is spent <laughs> on the. Most of it went to that. Yeah, it's yeah. all on the reflection shot. I got to be honest. So get a lot of B roll of the mountains and shit, because we really blew our wad on this one. <laughs> Another thing I love about this movie is that the, pia- the pink piano during that fabulous number when Sharpay is having yeah. her villain song yeah. about how she likes stuff, mm-hmm. that piano appears at the very end of the talent show. And it's just been repainted. Was that the? So they had to reuse the piano and repaint it, but they had enough money to put Zac Efron's face in a lake. Yeah, I need <laughs> fabulous. That is my simple request. It's so catchy. I it love is it so every. Much. Oh God, of course it is. And like I remember, they used to do these a lot with the first one and then the second one, where they would put it up. They would play versions of it on Disney, where it would be like a pop-up video. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, where they would just be like, "Fun fact, fun fact," and it was just like really. God, it's like, what a time to be alive. And you know what? I'm kind of like, any reservation I do have about this movie as being like a little bit more soulless than the other one, and maybe three, because I don't remember it that well, uh, but I've seen one like a hundred times, is mm-hmm. like, um, the whole point of the movie is summer vacation, and summer vacation doesn't have to have conflict. Like, you know what? Like, <laughs> this is this is the Wildcats on summer vacay, and like, you know what? Like, that's the whole point is like, they're just chilling. You know what I mean? And that's okay. And the, mm-hmm. like the the lack of stakes is okay. I'm okay with it. You heard it There's here. There's also a really funny bit that happened pretty early on in the movie that I think that I like forget about when I haven't seen it in a while. And when I see it again, I'm just like, oh my god, you just don't get it. Which is um when they're all talking about like, yeah, it's so hard to find a summer job. I keep losing it to college kids. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, yes, yeah. Y- yeah. You're, there's a reason for that, the, and nowadays you're losing it to people who have degrees. Yeah, and you're like 35 years old, 
right now. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just I, I can't talk for everybody, but you guys, you look, you looked young enough in the first one. It's only been a year, but it's like, uh, I think I've talked about this before, maybe on this show, but it's like on Mighty Ducks one, they're like these little kids, and then two years later they do Mighty Ducks two, and it's like the Hawks, like the villains of the first one, are trying to play a prank on the Ducks, and it's like they're unrecognizable, like they're so <laughs> old, and it's just like, oh look, I still can't believe they beat us last year, and like I'm just like, all right, okay guys, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you, <laughs> like they they look older for sure. They do, and they especially look old in the third one, mm-hmm. it's, and I. But oh God, I would go see the reunion tomorrow, the high school Me musical four too. reunion time. I mean, uh, in a goddamn heartbeat. Let's do it. And like, I mean, I wonder. I mean, fuck the the people you could draw just on Megan Trainer fans alone would be sick. I mean, she really broke out. Efron mm-hmm. broke out. Um, Vanessa Hudgens is doing fine. Like she's working. Did you uh, remember? You probably saw some of it secondhand, right? Do you remember uh, when we lived together last year and I was watching Powerless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, she was the lead. She was the main character of that TV show. And for anybody that didn't know, like, Powerless... I may never get to talk about it again. Uh, Powerless was uh, was sort of like a show set in uh, a DC universe that was separate from the CW-verse and separate from the movies and stuff. It was its own DC universe. And it was these characters working at a company uh, that invented, like, tech and stuff for, um, in the DCU. So, like, Ron Funches was on it and was hilarious as fuck. Um... Danny Pudi, Abed from Community, was on it. Uh, Alan Tudyk was Bruce Wayne's cousin who ran it, who had no clue who, like that his cousin was like Batman and stuff. Like it was like a really good thing, and she, I honestly thought that she did a really good job. And if that show had a little bit more room to grow, um, it could have been something really special. But it go, it kind of falls into that category of you know one and done shows that I love so much. Like you know, it's no Freaks and Geeks, obviously, uh, but you know. It's it's maybe an undeclared. It's maybe a Zach Stone is going to be famous. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, it uh it 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 should have at least gotten a second. It, it bummed me out that NBC or no Fox. I think Fox uh, pulled the plug because she was a delight and everybody else was a was an adult was a delight. It's just they kind of had to figure out the story and who the characters were. I don't think they got enough room to grow. It's a bummer. Uh, kind of a down note, but I, I when I think about Vanessa Hudgens, I actually. I, my mind goes to powerless because I really loved that show and I was really uh, I, I was I championed it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And our whole thing is that, like, as as goofy as this is, we do love it so much, and we do want the actors to do well. Like, this all comes from a place of love. Absolutely, as as we rip on it for sure. The non-conflict of summer and like how everything, of course, summer. relies on a talent show. Summer. 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 Oh, good Why? deal. It's, it's good. Do you notice like the clock getting bigger and bigger on the background? Yes. It's, it's so yes. good. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? Let's uh uh let's let's kind of let's talk about the songs because the music uh you can strip this whole thing away. Like some this happens to a lot of musicals in my opinion where whatever you think of the story and whatever you think of the acting, uh, more often than not the soundtrack kills and the soundtrack for this movie crushes. I I think That's delightful. Do you have a favorite or a ranking or a top five or anything? Dude, I Don't Dance is there forever. Yep. I, I cannot believe that number is real. Yep, it's fantastic. I love it so much. I love Bet On It. I love What Time Is It. Oh, I um, God, yeah, God right. so good. I, I like the big, poppy, stupid numbers more than the sincere ones because that's just how yeah. my brain works. No, I hear you. I but, hear you. <laughs> Do you like the sincere ones more? Um, it just, see, like, it depends. Uh, Bet on it is my favorite. 
because uh, mm-hmm. that, like, you know, even if it's sarcastically, my brain can't separate the two. So I get pumped up listening to bed on it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're right, man. I just like want to fast a walk. It, I just want to. Well, I don't work out that much, but it's a <laughs> it's a good tune to like play FIFA like too, <laughs> like uh, like play play like PlayStation and shit. Um, so bet on it is the top for me, but gotta go my own way in terms of emotional. That's in my top five, uh, uh, because even though it's forced and weird and Gabrielle is like barely in the movie and then it's like, now we're breaking up and it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of, but in a, in my heart and my doofy continuity brain, it's like a sequel to, uh, uh, the one from the first one where uh they yeah. split and like mm-hmm. uh it, which so in my head it's like oh it's the second part to uh to when Gabrielle and the first one's all like um I don't want to s- sing for everybody I do it too much <laughs> <laughs> but you get me um yeah I got you and then uh I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a dark horse in there you ready because I feel yeah, like we, we we don't talk about it enough and nobody does the huma huma nuka nuka apua. Yeah, that one gets. I don't think anybody talks about that because that gets cut. Yeah, it gets cut from the TV version. Uh, yeah, yeah. But on the DVD and on the Amazon, uh, like the one you rent on Amazon, it's in there, and it's kind of a delight. It's also on the oh, soundtrack. Yeah. I downloaded the soundtrack uh, on my way downtown today on the train. Uh, oh, good. So I was like, I was just like, I gotta get in the mo. I gotta be in this moment with Katie right now, uh, <laughs> and it's gonna. I'm probably never gonna delete it now. It's there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that one's good. Um, in terms of like other like classy ones, "You Are the Music in Me" is pretty goddamn uh, heartfelt. Um, oh yeah, you don't get enough of uh of uh oh shit. Kelsey, thank you. Oh yeah. god, because she's so Between good. Her and Ryan, they mm-hmm. wear thirteen hats in this movie. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Lucas Graybill again. Lucas Graybill should be in everything. I like he was I kind of just him. like a Disney boy for a minute. I know he did some stuff for him, and then he was in uh. He was in Halloween Town High, I believe, mm-hmm. and returned to Halloween Town, if I'm not mistaken. And like, he was kind of just like, but like, he kind of uh, unfortunately had like a weird c- career plateau. And I don't know if it was by choice or like by the industry like being fucks. But I just think that that dude is too talented not to not to be in more. He's just like he's good at everything. Like they he all was are. In milk when that came out. He was in milk. That's I, awesome. Y- yeah, and I think he might be doing some like Broadway stuff, but I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, uh, he I'm deserves to sure. be. He deserves to yeah. be. He's not. If that's what he's doing. Good. Good yeah. on him. We're not. He's not meant for this world. He's too good for us. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, for real. Like I, Corbin I, Blue. I, much like Corbin Blue. Oh God. Oh my God, Corbin Blue. Can we hang out? <laughs> Please. I'm gonna like tweet at him with this episode and be like, Corbin Blue, <laughs> if if you if you're not, I mean, if you're not doing anything, I I'll we could chill. <laughs> <laughs> I I would chill with you. Uh, yeah. So much fun. Yeah. What time is it? Summertime. It's it's our vacation. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's just something so special about these movies. For real. And like this one especially. Like what a like I said, like what a weird thing. Uh mm-hmm. like nobody would have ever <laughs> called it. Nobody would have ever called it. And it's just something that doesn't I feel like doesn't happen very often. And like while it does smell with, uh, as a cynic, it does just smell like it's not a cash grab. It's not like they made money for it being on Disney Channel. You know what I mean? Uh, they sold. They made money selling the merch and the like. You know, they did the concert tours and they did. Uh, I think they maybe did it on Broadway or something. And they like. I, uh, I don't know. I think it's a cash grab. Do you do? You do? I see it as a cash grab. Okay. 
I, I, I want to give it the I, mean, I like, want to give it the benefit of the doubt. To it. You're right. I mean, like that's what I'm saying. As a cynic, I'm like, I you guys just threw together a sequel in a, in the span of a year because the first one rocked. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. they probably made a dick load of money on all the merch. <laughs> like, I remember you couldn't go into a a, a Walmart or a Target or a JC Penney or anything like that without like High School Musical backpacks, Sharpay, coloring books. I, I don't know if that's true, uh, but like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it, everything. I remember the merch was out, like out the ass. It was crazy. Dude, I was on a class trip to Italy my senior year of high school, and we were in like a gas station, and I found High School Musical stuff. Wait. And did yeah, you... that's real. And like a giant nerd, I bought it for my High School Musical two nerd friends. <laughs> did you live the plot of Lizzie McGuire the movie? I may have. But did you did you uh, end up singing with Paolo at the Coliseum? <laughs> Ah, uh, dude, if only. God damn. Well, we'll talk about that one day too. But yeah, <laughs> that's so like good. literally the plot is they go to they go to the to Rome for uh their like senior class trip or whatever. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. What? Have you seen it? Yeah, of course I've seen okay, it. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> Hillary Duff forever. Um, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with HSM too. Do you got any? You got any like final things that we want to touch on? Oh, uh, this is the first movie where Zac Efron sings. Oh, really? He didn't sing in the first one? No. Actually, it was a different guy, uh, Drew Feely or something like that. He did sing on the road show. Okay. Uh, but it is kind of a bummer that Zac Efron got... I mean, it's not, because Zac Efron is amazing, but I also feel bad for that guy because he did do the theme for Troy. Uh, but he apparently is doing just fine, so good on that guy. Good and on that guy. Uh, Zac Efron did sing on all of this. So Good. from bed on it, all of that, and also everything in the third movie. So he really steps up to the plate, so go Zac Efron. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, he sings well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, everyone? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, wish, I wish all of these, like, I wish the principal cast the world. Uh, everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. I, like, I just, I love all of them so much. You know what I read? <laughs> uh, this is a bit of a... Uh, side story, but do you remember the 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 kid from the first one who's like, I play the cello. Yeah, yeah. Did you, do you know anything about him? No. I found a meme, and I I think it's true because it's like side by side of him in High School Musical one, and then him as like a mugshot, and he like oh, robbed no. he like robbed a pizza place at gunpoint or some shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you 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 wild man. Um, well, while we're on the subject of like weird internet things about this movie, yeah, there's a there's an excellent meme about uh, at the beginning Troy gives Gabriella a key necklace to like represent his commitment to her or yeah, whatever his promise to show that they're going steady. The yeah, and there's a meme like she says like key for Troy, and in the movie he's like well yeah, but like in the meme he goes no key for titties, and I laugh <laughs> every time. Uh, I I, I started blowing up. Uh, I we're on Twitter now. So uh, cool. you can follow you can follow Bad Movie Retro on Facebook, uh, you know SoundCloud, find us on iTunes. But we're also on Twitter now. Uh, we've got like eighteen followers, so yay us! And I started just like like lining that shit up with like memes of High School Musical two <laughs> this morning. Oh my God. And uh, one of them was like uh, it was like Ryan Sharpay is like her mom makes the best the best brownies or something like that. And uh, uh, Troy's like yeah I know I've had them. Fucking oh. you fucking dick. <laughs> That's the weird thing about this movie is that it, uh, for a hot second, Zach, uh, um, excuse me, Troy gets really jealous that he thinks Ryan is moving in on Gabriella. Yeah, I'm which like, is no, like Troy, he's moving in on Chad. I'll say, hey, 
attention. I, if there's one person I'm not worried about stealing my girlfriend, it's because yeah, uh, exactly. it's, it's, it's Ryan Evans because he doesn't want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. No, man. It was really silly. If anything, nah, I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no I, I hear you man that was a weird thing and like you know the plot is mindless but i, mm-hmm. I, I love Very it so. i love it i'd watch it again wish it was on netflix so i didn't have to rent it because i have the Me dvd too. but i think my sister has it i think she has all my mm-hmm. hsm stuff uh which is a bummer but you know fuck it um so that's that i uh i i love it and i'm i'm happy you picked it i wish it was a little shorter but it was nice yeah, to, I'm like, no, nah, don't, I mean, dude, I made you watch funny people. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, hey, be bummed out and depressed for, like, to, <laughs> and confused. Uh, so, I, but, you know, I'm stoked about it. I'm, I'm, I love it. Radical. I'm sorry about I your car. I also really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm so happy to return to it. It has been a long time since I've seen it. I'm happy you were able to call in from your, your, your bum-ass ride. <laughs> <laughs> me too i don't even have a car anymore though so i guess you got one up on me i don't have a car i don't even have tires to have them be flat <laughs> you know what i mean uh, well hopefully they will be flat no more uh, well one more time i'm making a feature film called break i'm shooting yes. it in september to october i would really love any sort of uh, emotional support because uh i'm a ball of anxiety but any monetary support would also be incredibly, uh, incredibly helpful. It's insanely generous. Anything you can give would honestly mean the world to me and the people that are working really hard to make the movie a reality. Um, I hope you'll contribute. If not, I hope you'll see it when we make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, please help him out. He's a mad genius. I loved it. I teared up at a poke joint oh, reading good. the script. It's so Ooh. sweet. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like. Do I sound happy? Because the movie's sad. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I think, but I think everybody will get a kick out of it. So, like I said, any anything you can contribute would uh, would mean the world to me. Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook. Check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, if you got if you have an iPhone, ch- uh, download us on the on the Apple Podcast. It's it's easier. It goes right to your phone. You don't gotta waste data. Um, and check us out on Twitter now because I'm gonna if I remember tweet funny things. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm going to try my hardest. So that's a, that's a wrap. Thanks again for joining us for another week of Bad Movie Brunch. I've been Luke Taylor. I've been Katie Gertier. Have a good one, guys.